the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters, the God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon the mighty waters. We hear today those words from Genesis back in the very beginning. Uh, tinged, of course, by what we've just learned about members of our congregation and members of our larger community here in this city, right? Um, but it's into this pain and this reality that Jesus comes to us and into this darkness and this void that God speaks. In the beginning, the earth was a formless void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. A wind from God, God's spirit, God's own breath, sweeps over, exhales over that watery expanse into chaos and deep darkness. And the cold, the cold of the depths, God enters in and creation, life, light begins, permeating and suffusing this watery primal darkness. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. The voice of the Lord is a powerful voice. The voice of the Lord is a voice of splendor. God calls life out of the deep, out of that zone of all that is unknown, lost, or in chaos, unordered, diffuse. There are sea monsters in there, after all. Now, some of the icons of Jesus' baptism actually show the snaky, scaly outline of all that walks in the paths of the sea. Jesus goes down to that deep, that void, descends below all things that he might ascend above all things and fill them with his presence. As Jürgen Moltmann puts it, in Christ, God has invaded God-forsakenness. In Christ, God has invaded God-forsakenness. Every region where we think God is not, every suffering, pain, or bleak emptiness, every formless void we think separates us from love and life. For each of these, into each of these, Jesus is baptized. Whatever most scares you, God goes there. God is invading God-forsakenness. The one through whom all things were made is coming into the world. The creator enters into creation in the person of Jesus so that we would know ourselves as beloved. We would know our neighbors as beloved with an indissoluble love from which nothing can separate us. So we might be able to pray in those gorgeous words of Eucharistic prayer D, fountain of life and source of all goodness, you made all things and fill them with your blessing. You created them to rejoice in the splendor of your radiance. Ascribe to the Lord the glory, do his name, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Mark's gospel emphasizes the radical, this moment nature, the interrupting intervention of the proclaimed gospel breaking into our self-enclosure. For Mark, everything happens immediately and in the present tense. A wild man appears in the wilderness, clothed in camel hair. In the baptism account, I'm captured by the zoomed-in quality of that moment just as Jesus comes up out of the water. Just then, he sees the heavens torn apart, the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. 
this feels almost cinematic to me, that moment breaking the surface of the water. Annie Dillard, in her brilliant novella, Holy the Firm, writes about watching a baptism out in the bay on Puget Sound as she's walking to town. She captures something of the microcosm of this moment when Jesus breaks the surface of the water. He lifts from the water, water beads on his shoulders. I see the water in balls as heavy as planets, a billion beads of water as weighty as worlds. And he lifts them up on his back as he rises. He stands wet in the water. Each one bead is transparent, and each has a world or the same world, light and alive and apparent inside the drop. It is all there ever could be moving at once, past and future, and all the people. I can look into any sphere and see people stream past me and cool my eyes with colors and the sight of the world in spectacle, perishing ever and ever renewed. I do, I deepen into a drop and see all that time contains, all the faces and deeps of the world and all the earth's contents, every landscape and room, everything living or made or fashioned, all past and future stars and especially faces. Faces like the cells of everything, faces pouring past me, talking and going and gone. And I am gone, for outside it is bright, the surface of things outside the drops has fused Christ himself and the others, and the brown, warm wind and hair, sky, the beach, the shattered water. All this has fused. It is the one glare of holiness. It is bare and unspeakable. There is no speech nor language. There is nothing, no one thing, nor motion, nor time. There is only this, everything. There is only this, and it's bright and multiple noise. There is only one glare of holiness, the holiness of God in Jesus, into which we all are being drawn by the Spirit. Good news for pack mule perfectionists, breaking our backs, working so hard to achieve holiness on our own merit. Can't be done, doesn't need to be. Good news when we see the stark failure of all our efforts to do even the basics of what is right in caring for each other. Jesus shares his holiness with us, sanctifies us by his spirit. Holiness rolls off of him in each eternal drop of water as he breaks the Jordan surface and God takes a breath. And this is why the sinless son of God goes to be baptized by John. Gregory of Nazianza says, as man he was baptized, but he absolved sins as God. He needed no purifying rites himself. His purpose was to hallow water. Or Ephraim the Syrian writing, writing in the fourth century, the Lord says, by my baptism, the waters will be sanctified, receiving from me fire and the Holy Spirit. See the hosts of heaven hushed and still as the all-holy bridegroom goes down into the Jordan. No sooner is he baptized than he comes up from the waters, his splendor shining forth over the earth. The gates of heaven are opened and the Father's voice is heard, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. All who are present stand in awe as they watch the Spirit descend to bear witness to him. O come, all you people, and worship him. 
Praise to you, Lord, for your glorious epiphany, which brings joy to us all. The whole world has become radiant with the light of your manifestation. His purpose was to hallow water, and by his baptism, the waters are sanctified. God has gone into the dark and cold and murky depths of this formless void, and now rises, breaking the surface to share with us the breath of life and the light of the world. We can rest easy. God is redeeming creation by entering into it fully, without reservation, not holding anything back, but suffusing all with the light of divine holiness. The Holy Trinity revealed in this theophany at the Jordan is revealed as God for us, the God who loves the world God has made and sent his Son to save us. You are my Son, the Beloved. That's what Jesus hears the voice of the Lord say, and that love is proclaimed over each one of us too and each person we have ever met. You, me, your neighbor, your enemy, all of us chosen and named and saved and claimed, each called beloved. The same powerful voice that creates and gives life and calls into being at the beginning also speaks each one of us into being, calls us into becoming, right on this radical, breaking the surface of the water's leading edge moment now. You are my child, the beloved. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedar trees. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord calling us beloved breaks every idolatrous tall tale of who we think we have to be in order to be worthy of love. Every skyscraping cedar of Lebanon image of earning a holiness of our own gets stripped bare, leaving there at the water surface indissoluble belovedness. The one sure thing God's faithfulness to us that will never melt into chaos or formlessness. That's our firm foundation, even at sea. You are my child, the beloved. The Lord shall give strength to his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. Peace only comes as a blessing. As St. Augustine comments, the dove is not for sale. It is given gratis. Hence, it is called grace. God reaches out to us in prodigal mercy and saving grace, tenderly watches over each heartbeat, extending second chances, merciful chances, third chances, tenth millionth chances to respond to love with love in a world not left in darkness, but illumined radiantly from the beginning. Let there be light. Amen. Amen.